0: Cicero begins his work on duty in which he is explaining Stoic ethics and in particular the conception of duty by talking about some general issues and he uses some Latin terms like you know quaestio which we might translate as question or inquiry deliberatio deliberation consideration all of these are the words that sort of signify like big picture issues and distinctions that we want to make sort of putting everything in order from the start Cicero loves an orderly presentation of things. So he begins by talking about any inquiry about duty, about officium, about what it is that we ought to do, is really going to start by, if it's going to be comprehensive, it's going to have to look at Two kinds of things. One is what the supreme good, or finis, is for human beings. He talks here about the finem, because it's in the accusative bonorum, the end of goods, or we translate that sometimes as the supreme good, the good that encompasses or that provides the meaning to the other goods. We can also talk about the the ultimate evil or ultimate bad thing as well. And Cicero does discuss this in another work called On the Ends, or De Finis right? So he's not going to really talk about that in this work, the on duties. And the thing that he's really more interested in is the rules, the preceptis for living, for how we ought to use things or deal with things, how we ought to comport ourselves in our life. And of course, these are connected with each other because the rules for living are the rules that are supposed to get us to the point of enjoying, the ultimate good and and avoiding the, the ultimate evil, but they're also supposed to bring along some other things on the way. So that's the first thing that he discusses in this work. He says that we have to think about special duties, positive rules, all these sorts of things as being affected by the supreme good, being oriented towards them, but he talks about these seem to look rather to the regulation of everyday life, of the life that most of us are living most of the time and that's what he wants to talk about in this work he also brings up another important distinction that we can make which you know connects up not mapping exactly onto this but but it's it's kind of the same idea he talks about duties being separated into duties that are absolute And then duties that are mean. And by mean, they lead to something else. They are a medium, you could say. And the absolute duties are those that are right. Rectum in Latin. Or in Greek, The Duties that are literally like right there, the way they're supposed to be. They are ordered. They're after the thing that is straight, that is right. It's a little bit difficult to describe this without getting metaphorical. But then we have these other duties that... That don't present themselves to us as absolutes but are reasonable ways to realize these absolutes something that he says for which a good reason can be given and that is a in this distinction between have and, and rectum and in Greek it's kathakon and the Stoics did make this distinction in fact between these the Stoics are the ones who actually come up with this term kathakon all sorts of variations on it and it means that which is befitting so this is the difference between what is automatically right and what is right in the conditions or what's right because it leads to something else but it's still incumbent upon us to, to do now Cicero starts to get a bit more specific in saying well Really, we're mostly interested in these lower level things. We're not going to worry about the ultimate end. We're going to worry more about these rules or these injunctions or imperatives for how it is that we ought to, to live. So he talks about a deliberatio that has, in effect, five parts. He's going to say Panatius, who's this other philosopher who he's taking a lot of on-duties from, is coming up with three of these. But there's really five, so he's going to, to lay them out. and these are from the sort of choices that we might make the ways in which we could live these choices could be right they can be wrong they can be in accordance with duty they can be out of accordance with duty these are ways to understand the modalities of these choices so the first one is the question well is something actually morally right or morally wrong And for the Stoics, not every single thing is going to be right or wrong. There's going to be some things that are indifferent, but there are some things that are definitely right and there are some things that are definitely wrong. We won't have to go into those here. There's plenty of other discussions yet to come in the work. Then he talks about a second one is something expedient. And what do we mean by expedient? That's the translation that's being used here for utility. What is useful, what is, you might say workable is, is another word that we like to use ourselves. And so, what are examples of those sorts of things wealth or houses or positions or political authority or reputation all of those sorts of things are very useful for us to have they're good in a sense but they're not good in an absolute sense they're not always morally right or wrong although our use of them can in fact be right or wrong for the stoics and so we have two different classes the morally right or wrong or the expedient or the non-expedient the useful and the useless or the the harmful to those sorts of interests. Then we get to something really interesting. And this is where we often run into a lot of issues morally, right? What if we run into cases where the right, the morally right, and the expedient conflict, where we can do the thing that's expedient, but we have to transgress the right in order to do that. That's a matter of choice, right? Not everybody makes the right choice when it comes to those sorts of things. So we want to be able to lay out the conflict that's actually taking place if we want to approach ethics in a systematic way. Now, Cicero then says, Penetius talked about these, but he didn't talk about these other two, which is where we run into a lot of our moral dilemmas and where we have to engage in deliberation. And that's where we're dealing with, you might say, multiple goods that have to be prioritized." prioritized when we have two things that are right but they can't both be realized which of them is the more right which of them is better than the other good That's a key question that comes up over and over and over again in ethics. And Cicero says, well, we actually need to talk about that. We need to examine that if we want to understand what our duties, in fact, are in determinate cases. Great example of this, you've made a promise, making a promise, fulfilling your promise is the right thing to do. But what if fulfilling the promise harms other people in the process? Not harming other people, that's also right. We can say harming is wrong. Which of them should you favor? Well, you answer to yourself, which of these is the most right? Similarly, we can ask with the expedient, not everything that's expedient is inherently compatible with everything else that's expedient or useful. Which of the useful things are in fact more useful? People get mixed up about this all the time. That's why you can make money off of people selling them garbage because they exchange money, which is indeed a useful good, for other things that turn out to be quite valueless, but which they mistakenly assume to have greater value. So this is a part of the thing about our duties and what we ought to do, right? We shouldn't transgress the the right. We know that we shouldn't favor the expedient over the right, but if two things are expedient and we can have one, but we can't have the other, that also fits into the realm of duty for Cicero and it's worth thinking about. So this provides a sort of comprehensive scope for what this work on duties is going to grapple with. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible.